Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for Canada School of the Spirit 2024. Thank you for what it is in your own heart. And thank you for the mercy you've shown to your servant, our daddy, Reverend Cardiago, to interpret this burden that is in your own heart. Thank you for giving the theme to your son, your servant, Pastor Jeff. Thank you for, for interusing daddy's mouth, using his frame, using the grace you've put upon him to interpret it. Lord Jesus, I pray that uh, this few moments we shall spend here will also align with the interpretations that you placed upon your servant in the name of Jesus. Um, it will be a time of adding. It will not be a time of confusion. It will be a time of blessing in the name of Jesus. Every heart should be helped. Every heart will be helped. Uh, Jesus, you will, your voice will be heard. You are the one that should speak. Let everybody be silent. It's your voice that holds blessing. It's your voice that holds life. It's your voice that holds change. We pray, Lord, that your voice will be heard even this few minutes left and your name alone will be glorified. Father, we thank you. Blessed be your holy name forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, the heavenly man, uh, give God praise for the grace upon God's servant, uh, Pastor Jeff, for the coin, these coinages. Um, they are always so profound. I've always been a blessing to me. Uh, the heavenly man, the heavenly man. You know, the heavenly man is, um, well, I say, uh, a representation of one of the goals, or actually the goal of the whole, this whole thing called Christianity. Um, Christianity has not, has not been profitable, has not run its course the way it should in the eyes of he who authored it until heavenly men are produced. Um, that's the end. That's one of the end products, or closest to the end. Uh, um, um, it's not. It's not supposed to produce anything less than a man that can be called heavenly by any and every standard. Let's say amen. Um, one word that kept popping up in my heart as I was just thinking about uh, this evening's uh, meeting uh, is the word transcendence. 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 Now, of all of God's creation, one of the laws that has been that is that that um, has resulted in us having access to this this particular blessing that this theme is spelling out is the law of transcendence. There's no other creation of heaven or creation that God made that has been privileged with. The with access to that law of transcendence, you know, when God made created heavens and the earth, one of the first things He created were laws. One of the first things He created were laws. Listening to daddy uh, early last year, uh, that thing popped out from one of the ministrations uh, daddy gave. Uh, that one of the things that God actually created was law, were laws. And so, this law of transcendence is a law that of all creation. The only creation that has that law in itself of transcendence, and I'll explain what I mean, is man. No other creation enjoys, has access to transcendence according to the will of God other than man. Even angels don't have it. Angels do not have in them that installation called transcendence. Meaning what? An angel is not permitted under heaven to change state. It is only man that has been privileged by God to have access to that law of changing state. 
Now that very law is what also gave the lawless one access to the word of man to cause him to change state. You know when angels change states, they became damned forever. Once they ventured outside of their the, 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 the conclave that God created for them in their own realm of existence, they, they automatically violated a, an, a law that was, that was irreversible. There's no angel that can repent because according to the laws of heaven, no angel, no angel, no other creation should exit its, its radius of gyration, so to speak. Let's say amen. So when God made man, in that man, God also installed something called transcendence. It means that even though I've created you, I'm granting you an opportunity to change state. Now that very opportunity to change state is what like I said, what Satan took advantage of and caused man to change state and, and man began to spiral downwards. And before you know it, uh, we had uh, a different expression of what we call man. What, what we see on face today as man is not what God called man in the beginning. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2. Philippians, Philippians 2. It's very close. Philippians 2, let's look at verse 6. Philippians 2, 6. Okay, let's go to 8 for a time. 10. All right, let's go. We'll read um, 9 and 10. Then. Let's go to uh, Ephesians uh, 2, 9 and 10. It says, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Let's say amen. So from here we see three three, um, levels or three classes or three uh, worlds, so to speak, of existence. Three spheres of existence. We see, and all of them have knees. So I know that word things, if you look, think of it grammatically, things in English, you speak of inanimate things. But um, that word things could also be translated those. So if we change that those, it's, it's to word things there to word those, it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those. When you hear those, that means you're speaking of persons or entities or living or inhabitants of all these spheres. So inhabitants in heaven. They are inhabitants in the earth and they are inhabitants under the earth. Those are the three realms of existence that are present now. And we'll also have those same three realms in the world to come. We'll have those same three worlds. We'll have heaven of the world to come. We shall have earth. We shall have under the earth, which is what Daddy was describing yesterday as lake. That is under the earth. That is the place of the damned, the place for resurrected bodies who have chosen not to, who have chosen to vehemently oppose the program of salvation with all of their might. Let's say amen. amen. Now, in the beginning, when God created heaven and the earth, we didn't see any under the earth, so to speak, though it existed somewhere. Uh, Daddy once uh, last year, uh, I think it was in Canada, I think it was at the Canada or UK convention, where Daddy was describing the birth of hell, how hell came to be. And hell, the hell, God, Daddy described it, and it made, it made so much sense. The hell is actually the fall, is the realm of falling angels. You know, when a star begins to fall, it burns. You know, when stars fall from heaven, it begins to catch fire. So these angels, that when they fell from their state, they are still falling, falling, but it's an everlasting fall. They are, constantly, they are in a perpetual state of fall, and therefore they are in a perpetual state of burning, and that's what created hell. That, 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 that realm of hell. And from that realm of hell, an existence came forth. 
Of course, they said, Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every name shall bow of things there. But there was also another realm, things on the earth and things in heaven. Now, it is only man, according to, well, not, not entirely according to the will of God, because God did not want man to ever exist under the earth. That was not the intention. When God made man, he put him on the earth, speaking, telling us that where he, where he intended for man to exist and or to spring from, as Pastor Mike put it yesterday, is from the earth. But of course, because of the law of transcendence of changing state, another tutelage or another exposure came upon the earth after the fall of man there and there and then under the earth life became the norm in the earth or what we know what way to describe under the earth life is hell the atmosphere of hell or the world of hell now became the instruction manual for people that wanted to live on the earth and of course we know it is hell that gave birth to this world and this world now became the the operating system that run as many that will live upon the face of the earth but you check it in the beginning that was not the program that god left for adam to use when god said man was going to live on the earth the way we have angels in heaven that earth that man was living upon adam was supposed to be the it was, it was the representation of that earth adam was supposed to be the lowest expression of what a man should be anything lower than adam's existence from the beginning was a was it was a falling short of the intention of heaven now because we know what made adam fall short was an incursion of an under the earth life into the earth Therefore, what happened? Man began to live by the resources and the instructions. And there's no nice way to put it. The sooner we agree with it, the sooner we'll be delivered from it. What is running the world today is not of the earth that God created. It is a construction manual that came from those that fell from heaven and fell to the state of under the earth. They, from there, they churn, they are still churning out technologies, churning out inspirations to give man a reason to live or a means of existence that will constantly and consistently exclude God from the equation. That is what hell is. Nobody in hell is honoring God. All the demons in hell are, are full of their pride and arrogance and still under the delusion that one day, one day they will climb back up and overthrow God. And that mentality is what they churned out in a measure to the earth. Teaching man that man does not need God to survive. And demonstrating it. But one thing that they did not let every man know is that as long as you are not connected to God. You see, there will be a malfunctioning that sometimes it takes only God to see it. All of humanity is malfunctioning. As long as pursuit for that life, which is that heavenly life, which, which I explain a, a few minutes. As long as pursuit for that life, that heavenly life is not in view, man is malfunctioning. Does that mean man is not functioning? No, he's functioning, but he's malfunctioning in that he's not, he's not maximizing his potential. Let me use modern language, this modern language. Why is him to maximize? What is the maximum potential of a man? The maximum potential of a man is that he will house God. When a man comes to his full potential, as uh, when you know, maximizing your potential is not you becoming writing as 25 books before you die or what have you. No, maximizing your potential is that you will grow to the point where what God said in Psalm chapter is it 80, 80 or 89, where he said, Ye who do you who dwells between the cherubims? You know, he dwells between the cherubims now because they are the highest expression of heavenly life. But God wants to swap those cherubims for men. That is the potential of man. 
He wants to exchange those children. You know, what did he say in the book of Revelation? God, the behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. God will not dwell in earthly men. He will dwell only amidst heavenly men. Why? Because it is the order of God to dwell amidst heavenly beings. He is dwelling amidst the cherubs today. His intention is that it will, that is, that is, that is, is not the end of the matter. I want to dwell amidst men. But what kind of men? Of course, it cannot be men who are being, who are still being instructed by, by hellish, hellish inspiration. Definitely not. It's, it's, and it, to, it will also not be men who are living solely by earthly configuration. If it was so, then God would have not just come to be visiting Adam. He would have been dwelling with Adam. But for him to be coming from where he was coming, to visit Adam in the cool of the day, he was telling us that Adam's state, even though I made it, is not the perfect one. I'm looking for something. But I will come and bring him the things from my dwelling place so that he will be upgraded to the point that he can become that heavenly man that I can dwell in his midst. Let's say amen. amen. So this got me thinking that the heavenly man, uh, 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 um, permit me to say, the heavenly man agenda, is actually the be-all and end-all of Christianity. In fact, if you don't arrive at becoming a heavenly man, you have been cut short in your Christianity. Your Christianity has not come to its full potential. Because the reason for, the reason for which Jesus came down and they, they, you know, I said earlier about transcendence. That transcendence is what God actually exhibited when God was made flesh. It has never happened before. Satan can, because it's not a law in angels, Satan did not really understand it. That's why he could crucify Jesus. Because in some way, he did not, he didn't, he wasn't persuaded. Son of God, son of God, son of God. He knew there was something about him. But he could not really tell it because had he known, the Bible says he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. He would not have. But he, you see, that transcendence, God was the first person to exemplify it. He, from that highest realm, he came to a, another state. The, 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 the Lord of glory changed state. He became a man. So that man can also ascend to that same realm. He exemplified it. So, okay, I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to open the door so that you can come back up the same way. To what intent? To what, the intent that he wants us to dwell. He wants, the intention is that they want, God wants to dwell in the midst of man. So heavenly man. When you say heavenly man, heavenly man is the fulfillment of God's agenda. It's the fulfillment of the reason for which you have been born again. Speaking in tongues, tongue talking, dream on driving, going for meetings, praying, fasting, reading your Bible, praying every day, submitting to spiritual authority. The essence is to raise a man that God is comfortable to dwell in, not just to visit. What we even call earthly man today is not earthly man. According to God's standard. You know, daddy said something. So profound in the course of the year. I, I, it, I, I, I can remember it like yesterday. That he said, if you want to check God's natural. When God says natural. When God, you know there's natural and spiritual. Let's read Ephesians 15. Sorry, the First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians chapter 15. Let me open it so that we're not looking for it. First Corinthians 15. Um, I'm reading from verse... Which one came first? The earthly and then the heavenly. Where's that written? Um, 46. Yes, okay. Thank you. Let's start from, from 45 now. So, and so it is, okay, no, 44. 44. For clarity. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There's a natural body and there's a spiritual body. 45. And so it is written, first, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. 
the last Adam was made a quitting quickening spirit. 46. Howbeit that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is what? Natural. And afterwards, this which is spiritual. Now, in this, in this context of this scripture, they were comparing natural with earth and spiritual with heaven. So you could say also, for clarity, uh, for just uh, a little bit, uh, bit of more clarity, on this, that which was first was, was earth. Verse 46. And but that which is so that which so sorry first for six I mean for six again so how be it that was not first which is heaven or earth or hev- heaven or, or you know, heaven or spiritual but that which is natural or earth afterwards that which is spiritual now it says the first man is of the earth earthy the second man is the Lord from heaven and daddy says something profound he said he said if you want to check God's natural look at Adam when God says natural man God's natural man is a man that comprehends spiritual things. Though. In fact, that is a man of the earth. When God says an earth, earth, of the earth, an earth man. We know you have heavenly man. An earthy man is somebody who is Adam. Earthly man. Not, you see, the man today is not, sorry, I'm sorry, don't be offended. The man today is not earthly. In fact, it's because of humility and because we want to offend people, we don't call us by our real name. We call fallen angels demons, right? That's what they call fallen man. No? But I will not, I will, I will, Pastor, Pastor Yola said one name, I don't want to repeat it. Pastor Yola said beast. Pastor Yola is the one that said beast, which is true. If fallen man, you call them demons, fallen angels, you call them demons, fallen man actually has a name. That, God, God is very humble. Just say, okay, let's just call them man so they won't be offended. If I call them beasts, maybe I'll be condemned them to the beastly life. But God called those things which be not as though they were, right? So he looks at the beast and tells them, you will become men. You will live out. You will come out of that beastly state. You see that under the earth lifestyle or health, hell lifestyle, it can only give birth to beasts. This world, what it produces, no matter how well packaged it is, I'm sorry, no matter how beautiful it is, hmm, well packaged, it is beastly. Why is it beastly? Because it did not, it doesn't even qualify to live in the earth that God created. It doesn't qualify. Is falling. Heavenly man is not an option. It's not optional for anybody who wants to please God. It's not optional. It is the reason for which you are speaking in tongues. It's the reason for which the Holy Ghost left heaven and indwelled you. Is to make of you a kind of person that God will be comfortable to dwell in. Once we lose sight of that, and all our all our Christianity is just go, it's just. Uh, um, quote unquote blessing oriented. When I say blessing oriented, not not even the real definition of blessing, but blessing after what what adds to you and makes you comfortable here. I discovered, sirs and mas, that see, a heavenly man is one of the least celebrated things in this present earth. As you become more heavenly, don't look for people to understand you. Neither look for people to celebrate you. In fact, something the Lord told me very recently is that you, you know your most prized possession are the thoughts of God. Anything that anytime a thought of God visits you is more than a billion bucks, Canadian or US. Forget about Naira. <laughs> so the Lord said something to me. He said, You do not need the honor of men to sit on the throne. Say, it is not a component required. It's not a requirement for you to sit on the throne. Honor of men, you don't need it. You can arrive at the right hand of the majesty on high, be an overcomer, and men will never celebrate you. 
So I put that one in my pocket to go. Because as a pastor, as a pastor, as a, so as a man of God, you know, as a man of God, a man of God, you know, as well, you're a man of God, you want them to regard you one kind. And not to tell me, says, look, you don't need, it's not part, it's not part of things you should be looking for. There are things a heavenly man, or let me start from an earthly man. I'm closing. An earthly man, an earthly man is one who has, who has, daddy said, daddy said yesterday, is somebody who has made peace with God. So what to make peace with God is to make peace with all God's arrangement, all God's standards, all God's yardsticks, and you are measuring yourself according to God's judgment that he has given to you at the level of an earthly man. Gunning for a heavenly conversation. Because we know that he- a man and heavenly man and earthly man are two different classes of beings. It's like alien and earth. So if I'm constantly looking for the honor of men, I will not... Look, if you want to look that, look to, to add that to your conference, yes, how would they know I'm a man? They don't need to know you're a man of God. The only people that need to know where you're a man of God are spirits and the person that will grant you access to the gates. That's our Lord. Evil spirits, so they will respect you and leave you alone. And those are open gates. You see, men, don't let any man's honor. Man's honor is one of, the, one, of the most, one of the most deceptive things that can ruin your trajectory towards heaven. It can affect your, your change of state. Because one thing that this earth thrives on, the, not sorry, this, earth, this under the earth life that is ruining the earth now, is that it thrives on people approve, people, human approver, human approver, human approver. I discovered as you become more heavenly, people will misunderstand you like tomorrow, no day. They will not be able to decode you. Why? Because they are not even God's natural. They are earth. They are under the earthly. So if under the earthly can, will never be able to comprehend spiritual things. Not to talk of somebody who's tra- who's trajectory towards heaven. That's why you see in the book of, 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 of Hebrews 11, it tells us, Bible tells us some people that this world, of this world is not worthy of. Many of us want this world to be worthy of us. You want this world somewhere secretly. I'm talking about my, you know, there's somewhere, somewhere secretly. You know why that thought visited me? Something happened and I felt I was a bit dishonored. You know, the way, you know, somehow, you know, it's one my human flesh. I said, no, actually, they should give me more respect. After I'm a pastor in GFM, New York Church. Don't I lead prayers? I mean, don't I teach Sunday school? Are they not blessed? Why are they not honoring me? What is your business with that? That's my, what's your business? So the Lord came and told me, look, you don't need the honor of men to sit on the throne. No? You don't need the honor of men to be heavenly. It will take the man that can honor a heavenly man is somebody who has, who has really grown. He, he, he's, he's almost exiting earth. Jesus looked to the heavens. You know, Jesus was the first expression of an earthly man. Earthly man. Apart from Adam. The next one we saw was Jesus. Daddy once said, said Jesus was the best human being that ever lived. How? He said he's one man that never used this world to live in this earth. He never used this world to live in the earth. Jesus lived in this earth and did not use this world. That is an earthly man. That is the man that, that uh, um, uh, uh, um, Jesus was communicating to Nicodemus. He said, I've not spoken to you of earthly things. He wasn't speaking of, 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 of what is it, earthly things. It's not of this present earth that is ruled by this world. He's speaking about the earth that has been purified, that cannot seek for things above. So it's not optional, brethren. It's not optional. And you are too blessed. See, me, I started listening to daddy when I was 30 years old. After making such jama jama in the realm of revelation, but breaking leg, breaking hand, knocking head, using teeth in the spirit, battered and bruised, and I met daddy when I was 30 years old. 
So daddy had a lot of criminal job. I made a job. So my, my wife and I sometimes compare notes. I remember some things I said to daddy. When I tell my wife, we say, Kai. I say, eh, thank God for mercy. Even me, when I remember, you know, sometimes, you know, when you say cringe, you know, this comes a cringe moment. I say, oh my goodness, did I actually? And daddy just moved, walk up past, like nothing happened. Packing our poopoo with all our nonsense. Now, 14 years down the line. 14 years down the line. Now, imagine, I'm just imagining somebody who started hearing daddy when he was in his, te- when he was in his teens. When he was in his teens. Kai! Somebody say mercy. Mercy. Before he has the chance to offset, to, to jam some things that will ruin his life forever, he's already set on track. Aya! I say, oh, hearing daddy. Yes, I said hearing daddy. I said hearing daddy. I said hearing daddy. That's why hearing daddy. Yes, because Jesus is in daddy's mouth. How do I know it? Look at me. Me, I've changed. 14 years. Only 14 years now. I'm looking forward to the next 14 years. We must, we must, we must make it your, you, your ultimate goal in this life is to leave this earth, not die and kaput. But you, you, ex, you, you, you ascend. One of our pastors was sharing with us that you can be here and you are not living by here. That's what made Jesus so beautiful. Jesus was here, but suddenly the man of man which is in heaven, say which is in heaven, and then he looks at a, a man that is not just earthly and not just earthly, running by the powers or under the earth. He's looking, he's like, oh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't comprehend what you are saying. Hey, you know, you know, it is heavenly thinking that can make you see that there are two cups inside a fish. He's a heavenly man. Have you ever thought it? Who has who who in your wife? So no, now let me let me show you a small transaction I had in my mind when daddy when that ref came forth. Oh, fish is DNA. Haba, haba. I've I've known fish since I was and I've known DNA since I started going to school. Where waba now? How do you join the two together? He's heavenly thinking. Don't you see this 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 age of Access to information that makes us believe if we can prove any and everything without reaping the benefits of it. He's going to, if we're not careful, it will rob you of your heavenly status. It's not about proving. Let the thing work in you and change you. When you have been changed, those that say you will prove will come back and say, you please, how did you get there? You will now show them the fish and the two cup that they were arguing about. I tell you, no, after this stretching too far, you will show it to them. It is actually this fish and two cup. Two cup inside one fish DNA that changed me. Don't wait for them to talk to you at your level. You will never leave your level if they talk to you at your level. You will remain there. And that's what Satan will spread you at your level and make you mm, mm, up, up, up. You fat at your level. You spread. Spread like carpet grass all over the place. No tree. If you want to gun for something higher, you need to hear things higher. So I'm expecting me. I'm expecting more fish and two cup. In fact, when I see three cup inside, I'll say, yeah, Hallelujah. There is a way of thinking that has led to the way you are now. That demons and evil spirits don't have any respect for you. That has to change. That has to change. There's nobody they fear more than Jesus. These are the things me I'm looking for. I'm not saying I'm looking, going up and I'm looking for demons to bow to me. No. But I'm saying, let it be known. One of my favorites says, let it be said. In the realm of the spirit, when they are mentioning my name, they are mentioning my name according to some heavenly standards. Something I need to be cryptic to demons. I need to be cryptic to evil spirits. They say difficult to unravel. It's fish and two cups that will make you that way. 
They will not speak to you at your level. The heavenly man is not made by earthly things. He's made by heavenly things. And heavenly things are not understood by earthly men. They just first of all accept it and grow up. I would like to give this example to explain minus numbers to somebody who has, to a child who has just started counting one to ten. He will tell you it does not exist. Minus number, minus five, minus six. So let him grow small. Let him enter basic. Let him enter debt. He will know that there's minus in his life. Just small growth. He knows, ah, there's minus. So you can have minus 45,000. Oh, oh, wow. Right now, he doesn't see it. Right well, now, I will try to teach my son. I said, one to ten. Oh, there's one to ten. He said, minus ten. Okay. So ten minus 15 is minus five. Ah, what's minus five? Uh, go down. Wait first. What time you borrow money? I can't pay it. Oh, minus one. You grew to be able to relate with the thoughts of that realm. Are we together? So heavenly men, brethren, are not, it's not a, it's not an afterthought. I I don't want to say it's a reward. It's a path to glory. Why? Because the man that you are chasing is made higher than the heavens. The heavenly man that he has left there, he said, this is for to get to where I am. You will pass through this heavenly state. I don't want to, I don't want to. See, maybe as you get physically older, some things begin to lose their relevance. There are some things that are no longer so important now. No, some things are not so important. Not so important now. Some things are important. You see, my testimony before Jesus, when Jesus is thinking about me, what is in his mind? How is he thinking? Two, when the devil is thinking about me, because he will think, he must get to a point where the devil is thinking about you. If he's not thinking about you, you've not started. I mean, he, de- Paul caused devil headache. But it's Paul's own we know because of the testimony that was written. But I can tell you, everyone that transcends existences will always be a bother to the kingdom of darkness. Always. Always. Because they are the gatekeepers of transcendence. They are sworn that nobody will change state. As you have become a carnal person, you will remain carnal for life. And all of a sudden, the person becomes spiritual. They will take note. Then only is being to leave the realm of spirituality, becoming divine. They will take more note. Huh? This person must not escape. And his boast... His boast is that in every sphere, he can hack them down. But you know, you can get to a point. You will get to a point. Tell your neighbor, you will get to a point. You will get to a point where this man that has been troubling us, will be his trouble. Not because you are looking for to be his trouble. No, your mere existence is offensive. It's just offensive. Take them out. Like one man of God once said, he said, at that time, you'll be negotiating whether you should stay here or whether you should go. Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go? I said, I'll be begging God. Let him go. Let him go. And you'll be telling God, God, give me, just give me five more years. Let me deal with this. Let me deal with this maga. Let me just deal with him. Let me just, let me just deal with him small. Just small, small. He has rubbish also. He has rubbish humanity. He should verse you. He should verse you. You who are made to swap to to swap the post of cherubs. That's why you were made. That was the thought in God's mind when he created you. That you will now dwell in your midst. All of a sudden, what is dwelling in your midst? Malice. Anger. Bitterness. You can't hold a marriage. You see, one of the reasons why, and I'm closing now, one of the reasons why our marriages were so much better is because we are changing. Marriages suffer when both Marwan and wife are not changing. The same Earthly, um, under the earth person they were when they started marrying, in fact, they have become almost two times the son of hell because of the marriage. Why will you not suffer? But when two of you are changing, you are changing. All of a sudden, your wife looks at you and says, Ah, 
says, I'm seeing you for the first time. And you go, yes, Jesus. And then she looks at you to look at her and say, wow, you're looking more beautiful. And she says, yes, the Lord. And both of you are going together, changing and changing. You can, divorce will not be heard in your midst. It won't be heard. Hallelujah. Amen. But I just, I'm even close with this song. There's one song that we used to, that I learned, uh, um, um, my beginnings of uh, referring into revelation. It's now it's making sense. He's from glory to glory. He's changing me. He's changing me. He's changing me. Your likeness and image perfecting in me. The love of God shown to the world. He's changing, changing me from earthly things to the heavenly. His likeness and image perfecting in me. The love of of God shown to the world he is changing he's changing changing me from earthly things to the heavenly his likeness and image perfecting in me the love of God shown to the world that is our testimony that is our story that is the mandate of heaven over us. That is why they raised mommy and daddy and all our pastors. So we will change from earthly to heavenly. And Satan will not rob us of that testimony. In the name of Jesus. Can we thank the Lord this morning? Or this, yes, this morning. Let's bless the name of the Lord.